Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in to the pod. If you wondered how we're doing in the state of Michigan when it comes to jobs and how the economy's doing and where we are since we're just on the other side of COVID here. Well, I think we may have some answers for you as we're going to learn a little bit about Michigan's progress and recovery, which is an analysis of the labor market since 2020. And to talk about that, we have with us Tricia Slagle, who is an economic analyst for the Michigan Center for Data and analytics within the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. We won't hold it against her. She's a Michigan Wolverine here in Spartan country. Trisha, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, Tony. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, we appreciate you being here. And there's been a lot of talk. How are we doing here in the state of Michigan? And I think this analysis has some answers in regard to that. Tell us about how the other report was put together and how you came to the information you received. Sure. So this report uses a variety of federal data sources in the analysis. So we get our data mainly from the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. We use these pieces of information because they are publicly available and they're available across all 50 states. So it makes it fairly easy to put a comparison with Michigan across the nation. Before we get into, I guess, the depth of the analysis, I want to ask you, what surprised you the most as you read the final analysis? With this analysis, we've been following quite a few of these issues throughout the pandemic, but particularly of interest to me while I was writing this was the part on industry sector employment change and wages. Those would be the hourly average wages for these industries. And this stood out to me because we see gains in employment since February of 2020 in those higher paid industries while seeing sustained employment loss in lower paid industries such as leisure and hospitality. So think your hotel and restaurant workers. Leisure and hospitality stand out not only because it has the largest employment loss since February of 2020, but it was one of the most directly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic due to their face-to-face interaction on a regular basis. In addition, this industry sector specifically has the lowest average hourly wage. So they may face future barriers to that employment gain due to their low average wages and high turnover nature of this industry. Do you think those industries will see some improvement in 2023 in regards to hiring? And I know we lost a lot of businesses too. You know, what's your take on that? So I can't say exactly where we will see gains in 2023. I do think that it's promising that we have seen slow but steady employment growth throughout the state. And I hope that in 2023, we do see some of these sustained employment losses. Industries with sustained employment loss start to make those improvements. Trisha, how do you think we in the media have covered Michigan's, not only when we got into COVID, but coming out of it, the progress of the recovery? How do you think we in the media have done in covering that? I think the media has tried to what we have been putting out there, which was that Michigan took a very hard of the pandemic and it did recover some of those losses fairly early on and since then our growth has been slow but steady and we do have some ground to make up but 
overall, we are seeing improvement in our labor market. How do you think we in the media could be better at presenting and getting this information out, not only from this analysis, but the information that you folks put out monthly? I think just conversations like this one. I mean, you're getting right at the source. You're talking to me after this report got put out and you're asking me some questions about my analysis. And I think that's very important. Our Center for Data and Analytics is the official source for the labor market information in Michigan. And so it is great to have this opportunity to speak on what we do and share a little bit more about what we put out there. When we come back, from break, Trisha, I want to talk about why and how unemployment rates are important economic indicators and how Michigan did last year. We'll talk about that next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks for staying with us. Trisha Schlegel is an economic analyst for the Michigan Center for Data and Analytics. She's part of the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. We're talking about Michigan's progress and recovery, an analysis of the labor market since 2020. So Trisha, why and how are unemployment rates important economic indicators in our state? Unemployment rates are important economic indicators because they are widely understood, they are updated on a regular monthly basis, and they're a very good starting point for understanding the health of the overall labor market before diving into some of those other indicators such as labor force participation rate, or employment numbers. When talking about unemployment rates, how did Michigan do as compared to other states in our region and maybe around the country? Michigan had a historically low unemployment rate of 3.8% in February of 2020. Since then, we have experienced elevated unemployment rates. In November of 2022, our unemployment rate was marked at 4.3% which is higher than the U.S. overall. The U.S. had a rate of 3.7%. That being said, it's not raising any alarms on our end. This is still a very healthy unemployment rate for our state. It just is a little bit higher than where we were pre-pandemic. And Trisha, I always wonder when talking about the unemployment rate, coming out of COVID, a lot of folks didn't come back into the labor force, period. A lot of folks are still receiving some type of funding because of COVID and the funding that was made available by federal and state governments. So I wonder, you know, about those numbers, you know, 
how many people decide just I'm not coming back to work? How many are not working because they're getting paid not to work? I don't know if you know the answer to that, but I wonder why that isn't kind of figured into the unemployment rate, if you will, or maybe a sidebar. Mm-hmm. With our data, we can only really speak to what it shows. And right now we're just seeing a slightly elevated unemployment rate. It doesn't always give us specifics on why. We do have some results from surveys conducted across the nation asking workers why they may not be returning to the labor force right now. And I did touch on that a little bit in the report as well, specifically for women in the labor market, because they are responding at higher rates for both childcare barriers and family responsibilities, keeping them from returning to the labor market right now. Do you foresee more people coming back into the job market in 2023? That is the hope. I can't say that when or how that will happen, but we are still seeing those improvements in our labor market. Trisha, what did you learn about payroll jobs, an increase, a reduction? Our payroll jobs in Michigan have followed a similar pattern to our labor force. So right now we are still slightly below where we were pre-pandemic, but have seen improvement over the past couple of years. In April of 2020, our state lost over 1 million payroll jobs, which was nearly a quarter of our workforce. So that was a lot of ground to make up. And by the end of the summer of 2020, we did have a lot of those jobs recovered. However, not all of them. And since then, our improvements have been slow, but still notable. Wow, 1 million jobs. And I've read from several different sources that there are anywhere between 7 and 10 million job openings across the country. Have any idea how many job openings we have in our state? Last month, our state had almost 200,000 online job advertisements available. This has been the average for all of 2022, which is significantly higher than what we were seeing pre-pandemic, which was around the 150,000 mark. So there certainly are a high number of job opportunities in our state. Trisha, with the higher levels of educational attainment typically have lower levels of employment. Why is that? With higher educational attainment, there are a lot of things in the labor market that correlate with this, such as lower unemployment rates, like you just mentioned, higher labor force participation rates, and even higher wages. There are a few factors that can contribute to this, like just the basis of having more job opportunities available to you with higher education. But for more in-depth analysis on what factors may lead these kind of causal relationships, we would have to turn to some of our academic partners and their research. But I'd be more than happy to share some of that information after our conversation today. Hey, Trisha, is it fact that the more education you have, the higher paying you can get? That is typically what our data shows. With higher education comes higher wages. The labor market experiences of people of color follow other socioeconomic inequities that existed pre-pandemic, but were further realized during the effects of COVID-19. What did you learn from the socioeconomic inequities? With this piece, I can only speak on the inequities that we see existing within the labor market and that is items such as longer duration spent unemployed or higher unemployment rates. In this analysis, I went into depth on during 2020, those who were 
Hispanic or Black experienced unemployment rates that were more than two and a half times greater than their 2019 rates of unemployment. And since then, those rates have come down, but they still remain elevated compared to white non-Hispanic individuals. So in the latest 12-month average that ends in November of 2022, we see rates of 3.3% for white non-Hispanic individuals, 6.9% for Black individuals, and 8.3% for Hispanic individuals. So those are significantly different, those groups. I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business. We're talking with Trisha Schlegel, who is a economic analyst for the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. We'll talk more here on Media Business. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Trisha, we were talking about socioeconomic inequities. It seems like people of color seem to have more challenges when it comes to these types of challenges. And I just want to get your take on why that was. Does it have anything to do with education? What can you tell me? Unfortunately, we're not able to place exact causal relationships on why this may be. We can only report on what we see within the data. And there continue to be differences in levels of educational attainment and wages and unemployment or even labor force participation. And so those are the inequities that exist within our labor market. What did the analysis show about women in the workforce? Women in the workforce experienced unemployment rates that were higher than their pre-pandemic levels. They also experienced large labor force losses compared to February of 2020. And this is compared to male counterparts who have actually gained labor force numbers since February of 2020. And the reasons for this do vary across the U.S. The survey results that we look at show female respondents outweighing male counterparts in both cannot arrange childcare and family responsibilities, preventing them from returning to the labor market. But we do go more in depth on this analysis in a full report actually on women in the Michigan workforce. We released this back in March of 2021. But even though this report is nearly two years old at this point, the data will be a little bit outdated, but the overarching story is still true. Trisha, how is the Michigan economy doing during post-COVID? The Michigan labor market has not fully returned to its historically strong labor market of 2019, but we are seeing improvements since those beginning months of the pandemic. So right now, as of November 2022, we have a labor force participation rate of 59.9% compared to 61.6% in February of 2020. Our payroll job employment is at a loss of about 1.5%, and our unemployment rate is 
slightly elevated at 4.3% compared to 3.8% prior. However, like I said, we are still seeing steady growth in our labor market and a high number of job openings do remain available. Trisha, earlier in the interview, I asked you what was the most surprising about what you learned with the analysis. What did you think was the most interesting information that you learned from the analysis? Well, in my very unbiased opinion, I think all of this is interesting. I love (laughs) pieces, but I really do get drawn to those industry employment changes, specifically within leisure and hospitality, just because their losses in February of 2020 are so stark compared to other industries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want your opinion necessarily, because I know you probably wouldn't get it. But again, I have to ask you, is there any data that shows that the hospitality and restaurant business will show some improvement as we move into through 2023? As you have touched on it, that is tough for me to say specifically because I can only really look at what data we have. And so I hope we do see continued improvement in those areas, especially as we get through the summer of 2023. And as we all know, tourism is a major component of Michigan's health. So hopefully we do see those improvements. And Trisha, before I let you go, where can folks go to not only see this analysis, but other information? What other analysis will you have on the website that we might find interesting? Absolutely. So our website is michigan.gov slash LMI, and all of our reports and research or monthly labor market news articles are available through that website. You can also explore a lot of our data pieces. We have a data search tool built right in. Additionally, we have a My Economy app, and that's available through any app store. We update this on a monthly basis, and there are a lot of economic indicators available through there as well, such as the unemployment rate, the labor force participation rate, payroll jobs. There's a multitude of data pieces in there. We've been talking with Trisha Schlegel, who is an economic analyst for the Michigan Center for Data and Analytics within the Michigan Department of Technology, Management, and Budget. Trisha, I appreciate you so much. It just sounds like, just from our conversation, things are improving, which is a good thing for our state. Absolutely. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.